today we have Carol Boston. She is the queen of reframe. She is an ex-professional tennis player from university, has 26 years, worked with, as a sales expert for Fortune 100 companies. She is my special guest to tell the story of her transformation about the moment she sold her house after 26 years to take out the equity to grow her business and truly start to feel her feelings. Welcome, Carol. I'm so thrilled to have you on my podcast and to the transformational story you're going to share with my audience and to learn from your experience. The stage is yours. Go ahead. Well, hello, everybody. I'm so <laughs> excited to be here. Um, I'm going to take us back on a quick little journey that took me to actually selling my house in July of 2019. So come back with me real quick to the 2014 in the summer. There I was. I had been very successful in corporate sales for 26 years. I could do this in my sleep. I thought, right, I sold $70 million in revenue, walked the stages, gotten the awards. I thought I had it made. And then one day I got that phone call. And they told me they were cutting my territory by 80%. I was like, 80%? I've been building this territory for six and a half years. Now, I kind of thought they were setting me up to fail, Monique. And I was in a toxic relationship at the time. And she kept pushing me, pushing me to go get another job. Mm -hmm. Now, I was a weird salesperson. I loved large corporate structure. Mm -hmm. And I'm a rule follower. Mm -hmm. So, But a friend of mine whispered in my ear about an opportunity at a small company. So off I went. Mm -hmm. Two interviews. They gave me the job. They doubled my base salary plus commissions. And they gave me a director title. Right? I could just wow. see the potential. I could just see the potential. Yes. Now, in my contract up front, I negotiated a vacation because I'd already paid for it. So there I was six weeks into this job on vacation, doing what I thought at the time a good employee was supposed to do, mm -hmm. which, which is what? Staying in touch with my boss, the CEO, while I was on vacation. Mm -hmm. What does I learned? I learned that uh, <laughs> we do better when we when we know better. Right. Yes. And I do. I do not advocate for my clients now that they stay in touch with their boss when they're on vacation. But I was. Well, hell not. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I got an email asking my opinion on something. So I replied right back. Mm -hmm. And he usually replies right back. And I waited. And I waited. So we went off and we enjoyed our day. We came in 12 hours later. Ding. There goes my phone. Carol Boston, you've got mail. Here's what it said. It said, Carol, comma, that's what you really think. And it had five question marks behind it. Then it said, do not come into this office on Monday. When your vacation is over, you are done here. Wow. And I thought, what the heck? Did I just get fired? I don't get fired. What? I got fired in an email. For an opinion I was asked for. So I came back. And one of the things I do now is I ad help my clients advocate for themselves because I did not do that back in 2014. Florida, where I live, is an at-will state. Mm -hmm. They can pretty much fire you for almost any reason. So I didn't even, I didn't even try to explore it. Mm -hmm. I went, had an interview the very next day, and I interviewed all over this country. I had companies flying me out three and four times mm -hmm. to crickets. Mm -hmm. Now I thought, how ironic that I sold $70 million of business for somebody else and I can't close a deal to get myself a job. Yeah. Now, faith is my foundation. That's where I always go. So many, many months in this process. And let me just be totally transparent with your audience. I spent my entire 401k 
trying to get a job because all I could see mm-hmm. was that I was this buttoned up corporate sales professional. Mm-hmm. So there I was in my prayer time, kind of yelling at God. And I said, God, you created me. You know, I'm not cut out to be an entrepreneur. I do not want to own my own business. You've got to help me find a good job. Mm-hmm. Literally two weeks to the day from that prayer out of the blue, I get an email from a woman that mm-hmm. I'm at one time out of town at a conference. And guess what she did, Monique? She gifted me a $3,500 ticket to go to Los Angeles to study at Guerrilla Business School. Wow. So you see, I say my God has a sense of humor because Guerrilla Business School is a foundational school for entrepreneurs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what I didn't know. And off I went. And the very first thing I learned is what's going to be the title of my next book. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be called, You Can't Read the Label When You're Inside a Jar. And we're yes. all in a jar, right? Yeah. yeah. And the second thing I learned was about empowering questions. And I was amazed at their power. And I was determined. And I've been working for the last seven years to master empowering questions. And I studied with some of the best. This is in the summer of 2015. Now, fast forward 2017 in the fall, I had gotten two coaching certifications. Guess what the problem was, Monique? I was still in my jar. I still had three. I still had three services that I was trying to sell into corporate America. And then I learned one thing that changed everything for me, that there's a big difference between being committed to something and being convicted, Yep. right? Because people, they decommit every day, don't they? They say, I'm committed to this marriage for life until yep. the day I'm not. Yeah. But what I learned is when you're convicted, you will not rest until you get it done. And you understand that your comfort and your convenience and your conviction, they don't live on the same block. They're not even in the same zip code. And when I learned that, when I learned that, I set down those other three products, burned the boats, and I was all in. I had no idea what I was doing. Nobody in my family's ever owned a business. The people that I wanted to encourage me, my dad, they thought I'd lost my mind. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Sometimes I did too. And that was challenging. Mm -hmm. I felt, I felt lost, right? 2018, I committed and got started. And I noticed that I called myself a leadership coach, but my clients kept calling me a business coach. And I thought, I thought, well, I'm not a business coach. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. And then I spent a lot of money to go out to uh, Beverly Hills to study with a top business coach in my industry at a private mastermind. And she told me I was a business coach. And I came back to my lady on my team who (laughs) a lady on my team. She uh, helps me write my workshops and content. She's great. And I said, Lori, either I don't know how to explain myself or she just doesn't get me. She goes, what do you mean? I said, she says, I'm a business coach. So Lori starts laughing and she says, Carol, the leadership principles, tools and habits, the effective communication, all these things that you get your clients to embrace and adopt helps them lead themselves and their businesses better. But all your clients are seeing is that they're doubling and tripling the income in their business. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't want to claim that you want to talk about feelings. I didn't want to claim out loud at that time back in 2019 that my clients were doubling and tripling the income in their business. Mm-hmm. I had this fear mm-hmm. that if I said it out loud, then every one of my clients had to do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how many people, how many people out there in the audience are like that, right? We think, uh oh, there's that perfectionism syndrome coming up, yeah, right? Yeah, Everybody's yeah, got to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. So I had to work on my mindset. Mm -hmm. And another thing that happened during this time 
And one of the things I talk on often, we don't have time today, but there's been three pivotal times in my life mm-hmm. where I trusted in someone else's vision for me until mm-hmm. I could believe it for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I hold that space for my clients. Mm-hmm. It's how I got a tennis scholarship. Mm-hmm. It's how I got from Dallas, Texas to Miami, Florida for a 26 year successful sales career. And it's how I became a professional speaker. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, Carol, it's okay to tap in other people's vision to create the space in your own life and make it your own. It is, and it teaches us so much. Yes, exactly. That same December of 2018, when I This is right before I burned the bridges. I was at Nova Southeastern University trying to sell these three products. Mm -hmm. And we finished our meeting and we're walking back across campus. And this lady stops and she looks me up and down and she says, I know what I'm going to do for you, Carol. I said, what? She says, I'm going to hire you. I said, okay, to do what? She said, to speak. I said, to speak. (laughs) She said, don't give me that bullshit. You're a speaker. And I said, who am I going to speak to? Yeah. Now she she had just seen my presentation on these three products. And she says, I'm going to put you in front of 55 to 60 of the top human resource people in corporate America in South Florida. Mm. I thought, oh my gosh. (laughs) And I said, I'm in the frying pan. I said, "Um, when am I going to do this? This is December the 9th. Mm -hmm. And she said, probably March. And I said, well, how long am I speaking for? Mm -hmm. She said, 90 minutes. I said, 90 minutes. She said, don't give me that. Send me your CV and your fees. I said, my fees? I'm thinking, I'm, somebody's going to pay me to speak? Yes. This is a true story. <laughs> so as well, God if would, you don't know this, this, this world, it sounds <laughs> like that can be, that can be, uh, can be true, right? <laughs> like, who does this happen to? Right? Yes, yes. Does this so, even exist, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Listen, that's part of what my whole thing is. I create magic, right? It's magic. As God would have it, I didn't have to do this talk in March. It was in August, which was a perfect blessing. So I had worked on this and another lady at a different university wanted me to give a workshop the week before. It was a different workshop. Mm -hmm. And the decision maker kept giving me a hard time. Like, oh, I'm not sure your talk is right for us. Now, I was getting encouragement from my team to not do that other workshop. And I said, oh, no, I'm not going to Nova and never having done a workshop before. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine going walking in somewhere and getting paid and never having done it before? Yeah. So I did the one at Kaiser. I came back. I regrouped for a new workshop and off I went to Nova. I got there at a quarter of seven in the morning with two of my best friends. It was a, a, a breakfast. It was a half day. Now, the lady who was going to speak ahead of me. Mm-hmm. She was from Canada. She had, like you, right? She had an amazing accent. Not that you're Canadian, but you have great accents. Mm-hmm. And she had all these, she had 19 titles behind her name. My name said Carol Boston, speaker, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Now, as I walk in the room, there was a booming voice that came across the room and it said, Carol Boston, really loud. Mm-hmm. And the lady who hired me goes, Barry, do you know Carol? He said, she's the only reason I'm here today. I thought, oh my goodness. Yeah. He and I had worked together. Yes, expectations. He and I had worked together for 10 years at AT AT&T in the 90s. And so I decided I would go help this other lady set up her stuff because she was speaking first. Mm -hmm. And so she leans into me and she says, So, Carol, how long have you been on the circuit? I looked at her. I said, What circuit? Mm -hmm. 
she goes to the speaking circuit. Mm. I said, oh, oh, I'm not supposed to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And she goes, how come? I said, last Thursday was my first one. Today is my second one. Now she looked at me either like I had lost my mind or this university had lost their mind in hiring me. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And think about it, folks. They paid her more money because she had written a book. Mm -hmm. It turns out she went first. She completely lost the audience. Mm -hmm. I felt sorry for her. Mm -hmm. I went out back and I'm stretching and I'm getting ready for my turn. And the Mm -hmm. person who hired me comes up and is in my face, Monique. She grabs me by the shoulders. She gets in my face and she says, you are going to increase the energy in the room, aren't you? I was like, of course I am. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure 90 minutes is enough time for all my content. She goes, that's why we want content. You're not using those damn slide things, are you? Nope, yeah. no slides. Yeah. Now, folks, here's the first lesson I learned as a professional speaker. Write your own time cards and do them in big, thick black ink. Yeah. So she said she would do held my time for me. And so the first time she held up a time card, she wrote it in a pen and I couldn't read that far across the room. So I just laughed. I'm like, I can't read that. And she goes, oh, it says 30 minutes. And I locked. I thought, no, no, I have more time. So they were doing an exercise and I went to her and I said, I have 45 minutes. We started late. Mm -hmm. She goes, oh yeah, 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 I'll fix that. Mm -hmm. Things are going great, Monique. Now she's at the back of the room and she holds up another sign and everybody in the room is laughing because they know I can't read it. Mm -hmm. I thought she said three minutes. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, three minutes. I said, give me four and I'll wrap it up. I I wrapped it up. They're all standing up there clapping, clapping, clapping. She makes a beeline. She gets in my ear and she said, I didn't say three minutes. I said 30 minutes. Sit them down and teach them something. Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) oh, Oh. oops. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I said, hey, everybody, this is awesome. We have more time. We get to sit down, do Q&A. As it turns out, this was another God moment because two ladies who had heard me speak the week before and one lady who knew me for a long time came up to me afterwards and they said, Carol, that last 30 minutes, mm-hmm. you were completely in your element, completely. Yes. Yeah. And because of that, a lady walks up to me. This is important to hear, folks. Mm-hmm. A lady walks up to me and she tells me, hi, my name is Jackie. And I am director of human resources for American Express. Mm-hmm. And she says, I want to hire you to come teach this to my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she said, do you have a card? And I said, yes. And I said, do you have a card? And she said, no. Mm-hmm. Now, most of us who've been in sales for more than two decades, mm-hmm. my mind went to what? Oh, I'll never hear from her again. Mm-hmm. Then I had to quickly reframe that and trust mm-hmm. in the process. Just take the next step, right? The right people are always in the room. Yeah, true. I, get, I gave her my card and a month later she called me and that turned into me being hired six times in 2019 by American Express to teach wow. and train. Cool. All because I trusted that woman's vision for me that yeah. I was a speaker. Yeah. So fast forward, there we are in 2019, July 30th. And one of the things that you and I both know, Monique, is we create as we speak, right? Yes, we do. So I sold my house of 26 years to take out equity. Like I said, I'd already been through my savings, been through my 401k, still learning how to try to run a successful business. Mm-hmm. And the house that I was supposed to rent mm-hmm. two weeks, two weeks before I was closing on my house. Mm-hmm. They said, oh, yeah, we decided to rent it to somebody else. Now, I didn't have time Mm -hmm. to look for another place because that week I had three different keynote speeches at American Express in one week. Wow. My speaking coach says, you're not doing that. I said, yes, I am. 
Mm -hmm. I'm under contract. Mm -hmm. Here's a writer downer for your audience. This is the first thing I'm going to teach you about empowering questions. And we're going to talk about them a little more at the end. The most powerful of all empowering questions in the world mm -hmm. is what else is possible today? Yes. What else? So I started asking that out loud to God in the universe six to eight times a day. And I'd go right back to preparing for my talks. Well, all of a sudden it dawned on me that I hadn't been on vacation in quite some time and I had all these timeshare points. I would just go put my stuff in storage and go stay in a timeshare. Mm -hmm. And so I did. And there began the saga of God seeing fit for me to move nine times in 18 months while trying to grow a business. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you moved a lot, but guess what? You chose to move a lot. I was not choosing. Sure. I was I was the girl. I was the girl who loved stability. Mm -hmm. And if you had asked me before I sold my house on a scale of one to 10, how flexible and adaptable did I think I was? I probably mm. would have said a three. Wow. <laughs> I love my routine. Yeah. Listen, like, don't get me off my path. Yeah. I have learned that I am incredibly flexible. I'm incredibly adaptable. I've lived in some circumstances when there was almost no money left in the till and I was still trying to get clear on my messaging and my clients. Mm -hmm. One time I moved into a place and I was actually sleeping on an air mattress in the dining room. And there was a rat running around in the kitchen right next door. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Not. <laughs> now that's a story. I'm going to have to come back to tell you that story. Mm -hmm. People, when I tell that story, they're like, how we, how we killed that rat and what I went through. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. Right. Well, that's a promise. <laughs> there you go. Oh. I told that to a lady. She does newsworthy stories. She actually is the lady who got me the, did an, an article on me for the news for the cover of the magazine gotcha. that you saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And I, to I told her that story and she's like, that's a story you have to tell. But, you know, it's challenging being an entrepreneur. And, and mm -hmm. for those of you who are listening out there, you know, one of the things I teach and talk about is just your job, mm -hmm. I believe, mm -hmm. my job mm -hmm. is to trust in the process and take the next step that God only gave us a lamplight for our feet mm -hmm. because all we have to know is the next step. So often we think I've got to know all the hows and the what's and the where's yeah. and the who's and the wins. Yeah. But we don't. No. We, we, we truly don't. It's okay to have a big vision though. Yes. Oh, that absolutely. I want you to have a big vision. Mm -hmm. You know, here's the thing oftentimes, and, and this is important. There's a difference between a goal and an intention. Absolutely. So I work with my clients on that. We set big goals, right? We set big goals. Yeah. But that goal is outside of you. Yeah. You don't own that goal until you get there. Yes. But you own your intention every day. True. Every day. Yeah. My last stint in corporate America, um, they tripled our quota overnight, mm -hmm. tripled it. The number was so big, I couldn't look at it. Mm -hmm. So I went to my boss and I had a private meeting with her every Monday. That was my private sales call meeting. Mm -hmm. And I said, what I want you to do for me is to put my number for the week. This is really important for you guys who are trying to achieve big goals. And I said, I want you to put my number for the week on a piece of paper in big, big red ink and give it to me every week. And she did. And I would take it back to my cubicle and I would tape it up and every day I would look at it. I get my clients to do this. It's powerful work. Mm -hmm. Every day I would say, what three things? Now, these things, 
these three things have to be bite-sized, digestible, doable things. Mm -hmm. What three things can I do today Mm -hmm. to get me closer to that goal? Mm -hmm. And when I did it without judgment, Mm -hmm. I also celebrated. And I I help my clients because I've learned how to celebrate from a neuro-linguistic programming perspective. Yes. Right? Yeah, me too. And so it's critical that you celebrate in the moment without judgment. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't know that's what I was doing back then. I'd never had a coach. I'd never been through, you know, anything, Mm -hmm. but I was doing it that year. Believe it or not, I made that quota, that triple quota in under 10 months. Wow. Part of that was that consistent daily process of what three things can I do today to move me closer to my goal and celebrating, right? Yeah. Don't forget to celebrate. Exactly. I had to learn. Listen, I grew up not being a big celebrator. And when I was in corporate America, I was the leader from the back of the room. Mm -hmm. And now I'm the leader from the front of the room. But it Mm -hmm. took growth. It took growth and transition to get there. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I don't know where we are in our our time or where you'd like me to take this story, because I told you I can tell stories and talk. Well, uh, we are at 20 minutes, so you have like five minutes left if you want to add something on. Uh, but if you feel like, well, that's, that's the whole story around what I want to tell, it's up to you. I, I don't think it's the whole story because okay. I, think it's, I think it's important as leaders that we understand that somebody's always watching. Mm-hmm. A year ago at this time, I had been dog sitting for a friend of mine. And she came home and she said, stay and have dinner with us. So we're sitting out on the back porch, just having a cocktail. And she said, I don't know how you do it. And I said, what? She said, I've been watching you for the last two years since you sold your house. And I haven't heard you complain one time. This is when I was sleeping with a rat, by the way. Um, (laughs) Yeah. and, And I said that same thing. And I'm going to repeat myself on purpose. I told her my job is to trust in the process and take the next step. Exactly. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's like when, when I spoke at that university, mm-hmm. the lady, the lady came up to me afterwards and she said, Carol, I'm so sorry that, that, uh, there was only 53 people in the room. There were supposed to be 65. And I said, mm-hmm. no, there were supposed to be 53. Exactly. And she said, no, 65. And I had to explain to her the right people are always in the room. Exactly. Yes. And folks, if you're in the room and you're listening, whether it's to me or you're at a conference or a seminar and your brain goes, oh, I wish my husband was here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. If he was supposed to be there, he'd be there. Yeah. You know, it's for you. Yes. And clarity is power. And one of the first things I had to do was get clear on the vision for my company. And I helped my clients get clear on the, who they were truly created to be. Because here's one thing I know for sure. Mm-hmm. Most of us are caught between the tension of two truths, Mm -hmm. the truth of who we think we are because of our experience and what people tell us Mm -hmm. and the truth of who we were truly created to be. Exactly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always say um, it's better to know your personal truth than holding on to an ideal picture. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, and one of the very first things I get my clients to do, what is what? Get clear on who they were created to be. Mm-hmm. And I tell them it's biblical. The mm-hmm. Bible says, call things that aren't as though they are, you must believe in then you see. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so often as entrepreneurs, and I went through that in the beginning, I wanted to see it first. Can I just see something happening here? 
Yeah. And I had work. to get that had, doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah. And it can it can be a painful process when you come to the awareness that it's not what you're doing or what you're not doing. It's who are you being or not being? Yes. Yeah. Right. And so that's another powerful question I'm going to give for your entrepreneurs. You can ask yourself this every day. I'll give you two or three. Um, how can, you can ask yourself this every day. Mm-hmm. How would the person I want to become do the thing I'm about to do today? Mm-hmm. If everybody asked themselves that question, people would be taking different paths and getting better results. Yeah, I, I well, you're the queen of reframing. I'm mean, now I'm going to reframe yours <laughs> if you don't okay. mind. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> um, well, I always say, um, how can you make contact with your future self? When I look at an empowering question, they're specific in their time bounds. That's why I always look at today. Mm-hmm. And, and it's typically like what one thing. Mm-hmm. So if I were going to use your how mm-hmm. and, and how, how is one of the four words that starts an empowering question, you're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. I would say, how can I lead myself? Right. How can I yes. lead myself? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Behind yeah. closed doors today when nobody's watching so yes. that I can step in so that I can step into who I was created to be. Yes. Yes. Does that work? Yeah, Absolutely. 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 So I said I would give you uh, an intro to how to craft an empowering question. Yes. Here's here's the biggest, biggest, biggest piece. You're this now announcing the, the three takeaways from your story, right? Right. Yes. Okay. Shoot. Is that, is that good? Yeah, of course. Go ahead. This is a writer downer for your audience. An empowering question never, ever, ever starts with the word why. Why brings in defensiveness, which brings in the ego, which then brings in emotions. And when emotions go up, intelligence goes down. It's true for every human being. And your emotions can be out of control either way, whether you're like, oh, you're right, Carol, when I get angry, you know, I should, I say things I shouldn't, Mm -hmm. right? Because my emotions are out of control. But think about the opposite, the lady who goes to Las Vegas to have a fun weekend. And she wakes up the next morning with a ring on her finger and some dude in the bed. And she's like, oh my God, right? Her emotions were out of control, but she was having fun. Mm-hmm. Why is not going to get you the answer that you want? Mm-hmm. An empowering question starts with who, what, how, and sometimes where. And there's there's caveats. They're to be specific and time-bound. You are not to be attached to the outcome, and your job is not to figure it out. You heard me say earlier that you can't read the label when you're inside a jar. No empowering questions get you the answers that are right outside your jar yeah right they create what i call oprah aha moments Mm -hmm. they help you take the emotion out of the conversation they help you get other people on the same page as you faster and easier who wouldn't like that yeah i have some past clients right now bugging me to put together a workshop or a master class on empowering questions for parents in dealing with their kids Mm -hmm. right yeah um she says i I tell my husband all the time, stop asking the children why. Yeah, 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 right? yeah. yeah. And, then, and then parents say to me, but my kid asks why over and over and over. I said, of course they do. They don't know how to articulate the question to get the answer that they want. And the yeah. questions are the answers. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the questions are the answers. Yeah. The second takeaway, and I mentioned it a couple of times because it's really powerful. 
-hmm. trust in the process and take the next step. Mm -hmm. So when you get into that, why thinking, why is it not working? Why am I not making more money? Why is it not fast enough? Mm -mm -mm. You're going to start defending yourself. You start asking yourself why questions. Yeah. Get into the, get into those empowering questions. What one thing can I do differently today? Yeah. Here's a really empowerful, here's a really powerful one. What one thought that I don't have that if I were to adopt it would change everything and elevate my business and my life immediately? Powerful question, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you can create magic with gratitude. Oh, my clients, yeah. my clients tell me, I woke up last Thanksgiving to a post on my newsfeed on Facebook from a client. And that was the word she used. I don't know how Carol gets me to do this or how it works, but it's magic. Mm -hmm. The following week, I had a local client. She wanted to pay me cash. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take cash. It's during COVID, but I went downtown and I met her. And she went like this to hug me. And she goes, okay, I'm not supposed to hug you, but I just wanted to tell you, my friends keep asking me how much I've changed. And I tell them it's magic. You have to go see Carol Boston. It's just magic. Right. Yeah. So we had, right. We just, everybody has magic in them. Oh yeah. They just, they don't know how to ask the right questions to pull it out. Exactly. Yes. And the right questions will do what? Take the lid off the jar, yes. get us out of our jar so yes. that we all can create magic. Yes. And an another thing that I, I really think is just so powerful. Oftentimes, you know, we have a calling or we have a vision and we get scared. You know, it's too hard. I don't think I can do this, right? You cannot run away from the mountain that you were born to climb. And oftentimes God will allow obstacles along the way for you to overcome, not so that you can prove yourself to somebody else, exactly, no. but you can prove to yourself that you're capable and that you can do it. Because most often we are our own worst critics. And sabotages. Yes. 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 Absolutely. And, and there's a reason that the mountain isn't smooth. Exactly. Is the mountain was smooth, you couldn't climb it at all. Yes. Yeah. Now so that's it's true. Got, it's, you need to have grip along yes. the way. Yes. You got to have a place to put your foot and a place to grab your hand. And then you say a prayer that you got somebody on your team behind you that's pushing your ass up. Yeah. Right. True. Nobody does it alone. No. No. I mean, the top athletes in the world, what do they have? They all have a good coach. Yes. Yeah. At one, at one point, Oprah Winfrey had four. Somebody was interviewing her and they said, I mean, she was a billionaire, right? They said, why do you have four coaches? And she said, nobody is an expert in all four quadrants of my life. And I want to know that I'm living my life at the highest level. Absolutely true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I gave, I gave a talk one time, a 90 minute workshop chamber of commerce. And there was a young man in there and I'm, excuse me, I made a comment that even Warren Buffett has a coach and he's like almost a trillionaire or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. And somebody commented in the audience, like, yeah, right. That's what he needs more money. And I said, I, I didn't say he had a financial coach. Exactly. Right. Right. I ended up having a great talk with that young man right there in front of the audience, right? It was about his thoughts about money yes. and how he felt coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Right? We, we, we create as we speak. Yeah, true. The, the, and, you know, we can't really put things into play and see how they all line up until we look backwards. We have to do the going through. Yes. 
And what that very first workshop I did, exactly one year, almost to the day from when I sold my house, the title of that workshop, had I known I might not have entitled it this, right? It was yeah. called it was called Failing Courageously, Navigating a Successful Course in the Winds of Change. Yeah. And then I moved nine times in 18 months. It was crazy for someone yeah. who loves stability, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we you, create crea- you, you created your own destiny, right? I did. We yes. create as we speak. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Carol. That was an inspiring talk. And uh, for now, uh, this was uh, Feel Your Feelings podcast. Until another time. Bye for now.